Welcome back to another episode of Bet GPT. We are here with Slade, who has yet set up his um his light, his ring light. What's up with that, my man? I've got a lot of things going on, man. I've got to get a colonoscopy next week. I'm not going to be eating solid food. The last thing yeah. I'm going to be thinking about is a ring light. But yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe hey, maybe in a couple weeks. We we appreciate you making the time to come on though, and I'm sure you got some winners for us. Yeah. Um, we can go straight into it here because I know you want to get back to this Bears uh, Panthers Super Bowl game as quick as possible. But mm-hmm. uh, we're up 10.61 units on the season. Um, so we have another six plays here for you, Slade, if you want to get things kicked off and get into it. Um, well, I just want to get Gunnar Henderson. We, we have to mention him. Uh, there was some contact indirectly between the pod and Gunnar yesterday. So um, he knows we exist, I think. Word has reached out to Gunnar that we did bet on him and we just basically thanked him for his hard work this season. So, so friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, yep. Uh, so I'll, I have two college plays and one NFL play. My first, I'll start with the NFL play. I feel like I'm usually, I'm usually college football, but I got one NFL play I really like. Um, it's the 49ers minus three at Jacksonville. Brocktober's um, over, baby. Let's go. October is over. The the 49ers have lost what three straight. They are due for a win. I'm trying to reverse jinx our our jinx. So I think that this they're due for a win. It is at minus 110. Um, if you want to buy a half point, it takes it down to minus 140. I don't partic- I don't honestly think that's worth it. I think the push is not the worst thing in the world. Um, but I am confident the 49ers can win. The Jags are riding a little too high. Um, I don't know. The 49ers, they had a bye week last week too. So they've had two weeks to prep for this. Yeah, so, you got Trent Williams getting healthy, Debo, CMC. They really needed, yeah, it's needed a noon, that week. It's a noon kickoff in Jacksonville. I don't think that's an environment that's necessarily going to lead to the 49ers feeling overwhelmed by any means. So um, sure. 49ers minus three, minus 110. Uh, okay. Number two, we're going back to the old faithful. The bread and butter, the easiest play in the history of college football. The last few years, the Iowa under, and that's that's on us for not including it last week. By the way, yeah, we, we should have we should have stuck to it, but yeah, continue. it's a, it's a twenty eight point. I got it at twenty eight and a half. I think it's at twenty eight most places now. I don't care. We can take twenty eight. I I still feel okay with that. I have one question: How is Iowa going to score fourteen? Punt return. Pick six by Cooper DeGene. Okay, that's true. I was going to say that's the only way. I, I think but, if hey. Iowa scores over 14, it's because of a pick six because the Rutgers yeah. quarterback is not good. Yeah. If we lose this bet off some dumb hijinks, you know, we that you we'll just, yeah, you we'll just double it and martingale it next week. Yeah, it's fine because we're, we're it's totally fine. There's no way I was going over the rest of the season. I mean, 28, you really can't get much lower than that. I don't think Vegas would ever do less than like 25, no matter what. Um, Rutgers, I don't know how they're going to score. Iowa, I don't know how they're going to score. So it's it's special teams, basically. And maybe Rutgers giving us some gifts. If you take the over in this game, I feel like you're leaning towards Rutgers. 
So if you think, because I don't see how this goes over and Iowa wins, unless it is just a special teams and defense, just absolute massacre. But anyways, yeah. that's minus 110, 28, shop around. I, if you lose a 28, can you really feel that bad? Or if you really want to tease it, go ahead. Tease it up. Get it up to like 35. How is that going to lose? Um, have it as a teaser leg. But uh, Iowa is also down. Like They lost like three or four linemen last week. I think one is out. A couple are questionable. Uh, they don't really have many guys they can afford to lose up there. So uh, Rutgers, outside of quarterback, is decent. They do not have a good quarterback. So expect them to run the ball a lot short in the game. And then lastly... I'm taking. I'm going. I'm looking at the prime time college football game this week, or I guess it's not prime time, but the, maybe the biggest college football game of the week, and it's uh, Michigan at Penn State. Um, it's not a whiteout. It's not a night game, but it's like a striped crowd, whatever that means. I guess the crowd is half alternating blue and white. It's, we don't really care. Yeah, right? it's the big noon kickoff game. Whatever. Yeah, that's not a, an environment that I think Michigan is going to be worried about. Um, the line is Michigan minus four and a half. I get it's on the road. I don't know how you can, in your right mind, take Penn State to cover. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But like they, they didn't cover that number against Ohio State, and it really wasn't even that close. Ohio State had a or Penn State scored a garbage time, meaningless touchdown at the end, and they still weren't really in the game. So even with that play, I, I just don't. I don't see how Penn State is going to score points. So that's those are my three, all minus minus 110, but that's Michigan minus 4.5. Some books are minus four. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, so to piggyback off exactly what you just said, that leads me straight into my first play. I have the Michigan-Penn State under 45, so under 45 points for the full game. That's at minus 110. Same as what you're saying, uh, Penn State – They've just been a little sloppy lately. They barely beat Indiana the other day. Um, kind of got bailed out towards the end. Yes, they made some plays, but you know those plays, getting a safety isn't going to happen against Michigan. You're not going to be able to get lucky and do that kind of stuff. So I think Michigan will build a lead and then kind of just coast and rely on mm-hmm. their defense and then their two star running backs to kind of get things going. Um, while we are talking Michigan running backs, I do want to say Blake Corum is um, innocent. He does not have an LLC <laughs> with Connor Stallions. That was uh, that might be he might have accidentally written that in. I don't know. It's fine. He, he's he's uh, he's fine. But did you see like he's denying it? And it's it's on an old Instagram post where he hashtag. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's <laughs> like, if you didn't sign the paperwork, Blake, then report him for fraud. It's like because he he's not going to report him for yeah. fraud because he get in because tr- he it's not fraud. Yeah. But yeah, I like this play too. I played it personally in my account. Um, I got it at 45 and a half this afternoon. I like that. I don't see how Penn State scores. The only way this goes over is if Michigan just puts on one of the classic Michigan Penn State beatdowns. Uh, another a rerun of the 2021 Cade McNamara three touchdown game. I don't know. Uh, there has been a history of Michigan blowing Penn State out and it being a little high scoring, but uh, I think Penn State's defense is too good for Michigan to blow them out totally. I think Penn State probably has the best defense out of the Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan combo. So um, I don't think it's going to be an easy day for Michigan necessarily, but I just think they are the much better offensive team. Yeah. Yep. I agree. 
All right, so that's my first play at the under 45. Next up, I'm going to hop over to NFL. Uh, first one is Saints minus three. Um, so this has been around minus two and a half, minus three. So if you can find a two and a half, definitely get on it. The three, I still like it. Um, so the Saints, Derek Carr does not do great when he's pressured. So that is a little bit, uh, makes me a little bit hesitant. Brian Flores has been blitzing like 50% of the time with the Vikings, but just like the issue with the Vikings is they are so banged up. Jefferson is not playing. Jordan Addison is a rookie and is, you know, has to be their wide receiver one, which is a lot to ask. And yes, he's done great, which is like, he's been a godsend for them really. Cause if they would have picked that bum Quentin Johnson out of TCU, they would be screwed. Mm-hmm. That dude can't even run a route. Um, so they also Hawkinson is banged up. I think it's a shoulder. I think he, I know he's going to play, but you know, he's one hit away from being like, I'm sitting the rest of this game out. Yeah. I um, think I saw a tweet that was like the Vikings, a uh, week one starting quarterback, running back, wide receiver one and tight end are all either hurt or like done for the year. Yeah, exactly. And they just lost Cam Akers. Um, and then they also have Osborne out with the concussion or he hasn't mm-hmm. been practicing. I'm assuming he's going to be out. So, yeah, just a, a not a lot of things going right. Plus, Josh Dobbs has been with the team 10 days. He literally just talked about how he barely knew any of the plays. And, yes, he's going to learn a lot this week. I'm sure he's studying, you know, 24-7 right now yeah. to get caught up. But there's You still don't get to play the Falcons every week. Yeah, there's still going to be limitations, though. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Saints minus three. Where is that game? Uh, it is the Saints are on the road. Okay. So, it's in Minnesota. I was wondering why that line was only three. So that makes more sense. Yeah. And then uh, my last pick is the Ravens to cover the six and a half against the Browns. Um, this is kind of like make or break for the Browns. Like, are you for real? Or are you pretenders? Um, I know this isn't really an answer, but I'd say somewhere in the middle. I think that the Browns can beat up on bad teams. And when they face elite competition, it's probably not going to go their way especially because if you look at how the Ravens kind of dissected them, I think it was like week two or week three. I know Dorian Thompson Robinson was starting that I'm throwing that offensive performance out. Uh, But if you replace him with Deshaun Watson, who really doesn't look any better than, you know, how PJ Walker looked. Yes. He had a couple good deep balls last week, but I still feel like on his deep balls, he's like making it like, it's just a normal deep ball, like a couple steps, drop throw, Whereas he looks like he has to like absolutely launch it for it to go 40 yards. With that shoulder. Yeah, his, I don't, he doesn't look like he has the same arm strength at all. Yeah. I know he's not healthy, but um, I think this is one of the rare weeks where you and I have like an agreement. I have. Well, at least I agree with you on your three plays. I already played the Ravens as well. Yeah. So this is if you don't feel as good about it, you can definitely use it as a teaser leg. I know there's a couple of good options out there. Like uh, I think the Bengals are like seven point favorites over the Texans, which we can get into that in a second. But uh, you can definitely marry this up with another uh, teaser leg. Yeah, I have this in a teaser. I have it straight and I have it in a teaser leg with the Bengals, as you mentioned. I also have it in a Colts, Pats, under, uh, and I have it up to 50. I can't imagine over 50 being scored. So those are those are a couple of the teaser legs I like while we're on the subject. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like that. All right, so those, these are the six. Iowa Rutgers under 28, Michigan minus four and a half, Niners minus three, Saints minus three, Michigan, Penn State under 45, and Ravens minus six and a half. These are all at minus 110. 
um, and we're risking one unit on all of them. Um, once again, if you ever need to check our plays or kind of the win-loss record and whatnot, our six-pack play trackers on our Twitter. It's our pinned tweet. Uh, so check it out. And then, um, yeah, follow along for some winners. Uh, but all right, uh, without further ado, let's get into the NFL. Um, Panthers, Bears, we always give our little 30-second um, pitch about who we think is going to win this game and why. I'm going to start. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to win. I'm going to be on Panthers money line, or I am on Panthers money line. I just think that their coaching staff is on red alert for being fired and they need to win a game. They have no reason to lose because they don't have the first round pick. Obviously they can kind of stick it to the bears by winning. The bears are still start starting uh, a, the son of a, world champ arm wrestler that's the best they can throw out there i'm not worried about the bears they just had five turnovers last week they lose that turnover battle again the panthers can win um it's not a big bet per se but i am on the panthers i i i'm taking the bears i don't i think we already knew that but um obviously justin fields not playing makes me one a little less excited to watch it and two um not feel as great I don't. I think Vegas knew he wasn't going to play, so I don't think that that announcement yesterday really ch- impacted anything gambling wise. But um, yeah, it, the Bears don't have a good enough defense to really expose Bryce Young. There's not going to be the two pick sixes or anything like that. I think we have like one interception all year. It feels like so. Um, this might be a breakout, a quote unquote breakout game on prime time for Bryce Young. So. I think the Bears will win. I just think it's going to be a really gross game. The line is 38 points, or the total points is 38. I I don't have a feel really on any of this. I, the only play I have is I have Miles Sanders, the running back for the Panthers, going over 22 and a half rush yards. So, wow, that's, that's it. It's only 22 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I I know. I thought that was a little surprising too, um, especially when you're playing a team like the Bears. I feel like gotta just pound the ball um, i guess they have chuba hubbard too yeah the bears defense rush defense is only allowing like three point something yards a carry so it's not as bad they they're better against the run than they are getting to the quarterback but still um they're gonna have a, I, lot, of, a lot of opportunities to run the ball i was listening to the deep dive podcast earlier this morning and they said that the bears went from last in rush defense to first like overnight mm-hmm. like throughout the offseason so uh, props to um, the Bears for putting together a nice little defensive line there, and you know the Bears' offensive line—they can pass protect too. They've been they've been all right lately, so things are things are trending up. Tevin Jenkins had like the highest graded score or PFF score of any lineman last week, so he's a real—he's actually good. He just missed like the first four or five games, and, but he was awesome all last year, and he's been awesome so far this year. So that's been nice to see. Yes, especially their defensive backs too. They have a strong a guy in Brisker back there, and he's just ball hawking. So, yep, um, had to had to bring him up. All right, um, next up, we'll go across the pond. Last game uh, overseas, Colts minus two at the Patriots. Um, I'm seeing some minus one, some one and a halfs out there as well. I I kind of want to bet the Patriots. I don't think I'm going to just because like. They have Devontae Parker out with injury. They have a couple offensive linemen out with injury. 
they suck. They have Mac Jones. But it's like, the Colts have Gardner Minshew. Like, can Bill Belichick really not beat them? The Colts are not good. Yeah, the the Colts, I I don't know. I would probably lean the Colts slightly. I, I mean, think, I think your your underplay is, is kind of yeah, the best that's way. that's the best thing. I, if I had to pick, I'd take the Colts, but I like my under my under yeah. bet. Um, that's really all I would. That's really all I have on this game. I think this is a low key tank fest game. So who wants it? Who wants it more is probably going to win. And the thing is, though, the Colts already have a quarterback, and the Pats have Bill Belichick, who seems like he refuses to tank. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how these teams handle this. I think, you know, like towards we get to the end of the year, the tanking process, the majority of teams do need a quarterback. Like the Giants are going to need one now. I can't imagine. Daniel Jones might not even be ready for week one next year. Who knows how that's going to be. Um, so they'll be looking for a QB. The Colts are kind of that one team who, if they had a top three pick, they wouldn't draft quarterback. But that's just great you know, value that they can trade. So uh, no team is going to shy away from that. So speaking of the Cowboys and the Giants, that's a 16 and a half point spread. So I think Vegas thinks like the the Giants are the worst team in the NFL. Now that they're starting to veto, but then also do you want to play the Cowboys right now after they just blew it against the the Eagles? They're they're probably, that's true. That's true. I totally agree. Um, But Speaking of Danny Dimes, do you think he is going to be? Do you think he's played his last snap as a Giant? They 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 have to keep him for one more year because the money. I think. Yeah, I mean, if they cut him, they're cutting him, and it's they're still going to be paying him. It's just if they got it, like if they drafted a quarterback, a rookie, let's say they get Caleb Williams or Drake May, would you yeah. keep Danny Dimes on the roster and make it a quote unquote competition? make it like an awkward ordeal or is it like like what happens if Dane Dimes comes back week four or do you just trade him you eat the money and you're like fresh yeah. fresh start well it's definitely a messy situation I have his contract pulled up here his cap hit for next year is 47 million if they cut him it's a dead cap of 69 million so he Oof. will be on the roster uh, but after that there's a potential out. Um, where if they cut him, it's only $22 million in dead cap, which is... Would someone trade for him? Maybe. Would someone trade like a sixth rounder and you get rid of all the money? I don't know. I'm just sixth I'm just rounder. trying to think. Because I, I really don't see the Giants winning more than a game or two the rest of the way. Yeah. And so it puts them in that bottom three. Yeah. If you traded for him... Two years from now, you'd basically have a you'd be on the hook for a two year seventy eight million dollar contract <laughs> with Danny yeah, yeah. Dimes. Which with with the salary cap going up, it might not look that bad. But if he's not a good quarterback, you might as well pay Baker Mayfield ten million a year. Like yeah. Um, so Brian Dabble or what, I don't know how you say he was Dayball, the yeah. yeah Dabble he was the coach of the year last year. I think that is like a, I think that's like a cursed award. Because didn't Stefanski win that? Yes. Coach uh, Kevin Stefanski won it a few years ago. Matt um, Nagy's won that. Yeah, I, I have the list here. Dayball and then Vrabel in 2021. That's legit. Stefanski, John Harbaugh, Nagy, McVay. It kind of alternates between <laughs> good coach and bad coach. Uh, Jason Garrett, Ron Rivera. 
Bruce Arians, Jim Harbaugh in 2011. Shout out Jim. Um, yeah. I th- who do you, who do you have winning this year? You, you think it's going to be Dan Campbell as long as they hold on to that division? Um, I think that's probably the most likely. I think there there's been a lot of um. I don't know if you saw, but everyone's like writing their midseason awards um, articles and posting them. A lot of people have um, Mike Tomlin. But if if Mike Tomlin's going to win, you're assuming that the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. They might not have to win the division, but they're going to have to. They can't just go 500. And I just don't see that happening. I don't think that team's good enough to keep winning. Um, let's see if we got the awards here. Season award odds on FanDuel. We have Coach of the Year, Dan Campbell, plus 210. D'Amico Ryans, plus 400. Mike McDaniel, plus 450. And then there's a huge drop-off. Um, yeah, you can still get Mike Tomlin at 21-1. to 1. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. John Harbaugh, 16-1. to 1. If the Ravens win out, go 15-2. and 2. Yeah. But okay. All right, but back back to the games here. Uh, we talked about this a little bit already. Ravens minus six and a half against the Browns. Uh, I think we're we're both in agreement here. We're both on the Ravens. Obviously, I'm rooting for the Browns. I just don't think Deshaun Watson is anywhere near where he needs to be um, to allow the Browns to win this game. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think both like. The Browns are relatively healthy. They just they just lost a couple key guys, but like in terms of health, the Ravens are probably in some of the the best position in all the NFL. That's, Which is kind of crazy to say after a week one two, when it seemed yeah. like everything was falling apart for them health wise. But they've made it work really without J.K. Dobbins and 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 some of the other offensive players. Yeah, and then Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams both got healthy, so yeah, they're in good shape. Uh, next up, Bengals minus six and a half against the Texans. Have you seen the Texans injury report? <laughs> so bad. I was, yeah, I, I, I did see that. The it's what it's around a touchdown, I guess, depending on which site you use. Um, I, I saw it at seven and a half, not Ooh. that long ago. I don't like the hook there. I could de- that seems like a, a line the Texans would definitely backdoor cover on you. Mm-hmm. But if it's at six and a half, it's probably not as as dangerous if you want to lean the Bengals. Um, I'm staying away. It's uh, and I feel like the I I noticed the over. I can't remember what exactly it is, but I remember it being kind of high. And I think that that's a little bit of a recency bias from what the Texans did last week. Understandably, but I think it's around forty seven. But yeah, I I like the under in this game as well, especially like. I'm probably waiting till Sunday morning to see who's playing. It looks like T Higgins could miss the game and Jamar chase said he's going to try to play. So I don't know, you know, how explosive that offense is going to be. It could be very similar to how Michigan's going to play where they're going to try to get a lead and then kind of rely on defense to, to close things out. Um, I do think that this is kind of like a sell high spot for the, the Texans. They still have a rookie QB. They're not, they do not have a complete roster. Yes, they've been playing well, but it was also the the Bucks. 
So yeah, be realistic. Yeah, they're also a team that's had some pretty bad losses along the way. So yeah. Okay. Um, Niners, Jags. We already touched on that. We're on the Niners. Um, Saints, Vikings. Same thing. We're on the Saints uh, to cover the three. Uh, this one is a nice, a nice barn burner for you on uh, your noon slate. Packers three point underdogs at the Steelers. What do you think here? I have this in a teaser with the under. I I don't know how the Packers are going to score points against that defense, and I don't think. And then obviously you have the Steelers on the other end. How are they going to score points? Um. I just don't see many. I just can't imagine this game being over 40, 41, 42. Yeah. I think the Steelers offense has gotten a little bit better now that Deontay Johnson's back. Um, the The play of um, George Pickens is like just so spotty and it's hard just to rely on him. So it's good they have someone else in the fold. As for the Packers, they need Aaron Jones to go off because Jordan Love is not going to get the job done. Christian Watson is wide receiver 88 in fantasy this year. Yeah, and Packers fans act like they have no wide receivers. He's not that bad. Yeah, it's it's all in the QB. So, yeah. They're like, um, fight for that ball. And it's like, dude, it was underthrown by seven yards. And the Packers are already down by like 13 with two minutes. Yeah, left. it's like, like for it. come on. It's like, well, you had the thing about the Packers offense that drives me nuts. Well, I guess I love it because I hate them, but they do nothing all game. And then they wait till the end to move the ball. And then their fan, it gives their fans this like weird false confidence of like, our offense can actually do something every single game. I get it. We get a text in our group chat from a Packers fan. Like, our offense is live. Like, like just wait. Like, we're coming back. It's like, yeah, because you guys get in a hole every week or you don't yeah. score for the first three quarters. And then you, these teams will start playing soft coverage and look what happens. Yeah, I think the play here is probably Steelers' first half. You can probably get that at like minus one. Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah. If I had to pick a team, I'm taking the Steelers. I don't trust either team, though. So, yeah. Uh, Better beware. Yeah. Um, next up, this is kind of another game I don't really want any part of. Titans are one-point underdogs at the Bucks. Um, Will Levis making his second start or third start. Um, Frable did name him as QB1 for the rest of the season. I think that was the right move. I think a lot of coaches would have went back to Tannehill and kind of just prayed they made a wild card. But you got to see what you got in Levis, and it's it's looked good so far. Um, Bucks coming off that heartbreaker against the Texans. Um, I, I Bucks have, need to win badly to stay in the division. I don't. The Bucks are on my do not bet on them anymore list. Yeah, um, but right. I also think that the Titans are going to have a comeback down to earth moment. So my my brain is telling me to take the Bucks, but I will not be betting on it because I refuse. I'm not putting my money on Baker Mayfield any longer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Which leads us into our next game. I will never bet on the Falcons the rest of the year. Same. I'm hoping the Falcons win this game so that next week we can just totally fade the Falcons uh-huh. because the market is still so high on them. This this game they're favored because it's Kyler Murray's first start. No one knows. Is he going to run? How is he going to look? Right. 
I would lean Cardinals because I don't think Kyler Murray needs to even be nine, 85, 90% of himself and they'll be fine because Heineke did not look good. If obviously if they go back to Ritter at some point in the game, that's not going to be good. Their play calling isn't good. Um, this is just going to be a weird, boring I, game. I have a confession. Yeah. So my YouTube TV last week, it for the Fox game, it was it was Falcons Vikings. So I watched way too much of that game for about the first quarter because I had it on mute. Uh, I did not know that was Heineke. I thought that was Ritter. They look the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, playing wise, <laughs> yeah. they 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 look physically similar. They throw similar. The offense, everything about it, I, I didn't even think about it. But yeah, he's not he's not the guy. Um, I don't know. I I I think I agree with you. It's it's a gross it's a gross one. I'm hoping the Cardinals win for draft reasons because I think they're in the driver's seat for the ones one pick, but. Yeah. Um, if the Cardinals won this game, I would not be shocked just given how flaky the Falcons are. If the Falcons win big, yeah, we're fading them next week almost guaranteed. Yeah, yeah let me look at their upcoming schedule. Um, I feel like they're they, always playing a dog shit team and they're always playing in like these really ugly, gross games against other really bad teams. Partially because their division. Their whole schedule sucks. The Falcons could make the playoffs. <laughs> They have at Cardinals this week, Saints at home next week. So get ready to bet the Saints on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Jets, winnable. Bucks at home, winnable. At the Panthers, Colts at home. At the Bears, Saints on the road. That is so easy. It's insane. How, dude, their schedule's been a joke all year. It, it's crazy. Like their big win early in the year was against the Packers, who we now find out are a bottom 10 team. Dude, they haven't, they haven't played... A top five team. They've played the Lions and the Jags and no one else. And they scored no. combined 13 points in those games. Crazy. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah. They're bad. They're, 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 I shouldn't say, I don't think their talent wise is that bad. I just think their quarterback play is awful. And the play calling the last month has been awful. Algier doesn't even get the ball anymore. Bijan doesn't get the ball anymore. They like put the game in the hands of a quarterback who sucks and they're throwing to like not even their top or their best athletes. It's a it's the whole thing is weird. I don't understand. Arthur Smith is a weirdo. Their defense is solid, but Grady Jarrett, um, their best playmaker is out with injury. So, Mm. yeah, I'm not not high on the Falcons. Uh, all right, next up we have the – where are we at here? Lions-Chargers. This is going to be a fun game in the afternoon. Um, I almost put the Lions minus three on my six-pack uh, just because I feel like Brandon Staley is going to find a way to screw this game up. Lions are coming off a bye. Um, Chargers just played uh, Monday night, so it's like 14 days of rest versus five or six, whatever it is. So um, – yeah, My I would lean lines for that reason. They also have David Montgomery coming back. Their offense should be a full go. I, I agree with the Lions play. Um, I'll say this. If if the Lions lose this game, Dan Campbell is should not be we you cannot bet him for coach of the year if you lose this game. You can't get out coached by Staley and be the coach yeah. of the year. That's an that's an yeah. insulting to the award, to the vote, to the fans. Like 
you are ineligible if you lose to the Chargers. That should be the rule. That's funny. I like that. So, and, and if you're someone who thinks that Dan Campbell is like the favorite or should be in it, then you should be pounding the Lions because they're probably pretty equal rosters. I would give the Lions a slight edge in talent. And then if you also think you have the head coach advantage, then you should be taking the Lions. And I don't know. I think Vegas probably has gave a couple points to char- the Chargers, which is based off of the last couple of weeks. They've had some, some, not super inspiring wins, but they have won a couple in a row. So people forget. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Next up, Giants, 16 and a half point underdogs at the Cowboys. We talked about this already. Um, don't want to play the Cowboys this week. Uh, DeVito is not going to. I'm taking the Cowboys to cover. People. Yeah, I, I'm doing it too. I, it sounds. It seems absolutely insane to bet an NFL team to win by 17 or plus. But this might be the only week I, I can remember in a long time where it makes sense. Tommy I mean, DeVito Rich- is horrible, and he's playing a good defense. Micah Parsons coming at him. It's a it's a Dude. divisional game, so the Cowboys aren't going to take it easy on him. Dude, they already met, they played Week One on that Sunday or Monday Night Football game, and the Cowboys beat them forty to nothing with Daniel Jones. This is going to be more of the same. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We're taking the over. Shout out, shout out Kevin Scholting. We're taking the cover, yeah. Season to be a Giants fan. He is really sad about the Danny Dimes injury. Um, I I don't know if he's fully committed to the tank, though. I think that's the sad part is like Giants fans still are like holding on to the fact that they they, kind of think they can win games. Maybe not make the playoffs, but like, I, I don't know. I don't see the urgency to lose the way I see in Chicago or Arizona. I mean, it's changed a lot since he just got hurt because they just played the Bills well the other night and they should have probably yeah. won that game and then they played well the week after. They should have the beat the Jets, yeah. yeah. So but, that's true. Yeah. Uh, next up, Seahawks minus six and a half against the Commanders. Um, this one, the Seahawks have no business losing this game. They are the better team. But that being said... I don't feel great about it. I feel like the how could you feel how game? Yeah. how could you feel good about it after what we witnessed last week from Seattle? <laughs> yeah, that was a beatdown. This is like if you're someone who does believe in Seattle, this is the ultimate buy low spot. I don't know yeah. if I love it enough to buy low. I think think you might be buying low for a reason. Um, both teams are very uninspiring. It's a pretty meaningless game in the grand scheme of the the league because it's too. It doesn't impact the Super Bowl and it doesn't impact the draft. I don't I don't know. I'm not going to be betting on it or dialed in. Yeah, me either. Um, all right, Sunday night, Jets at Raiders. I do not know why this wasn't flexed, but we are getting Zach Wilson versus AOC. Um, be fun, I guess, to see AOC on primetime, see if he actually has some juice to him. Um, I would lean the Raiders here, but I... Do not want to bet this game. I'm taking the Jets even... just because I liked Robert Sala's interview about how sacks are an overrated stat. That's it. That's my only Robert, Did you see Robert Sala's interview where they asked about Zach Wilson's performance and he goes, this wasn't even his worst game of the year. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, he's he's keeping it real. I mean, yeah, he was okay on Hard Knocks. I don't think he necessarily made me love him, but I don't think he's a total clown. Yeah, just partial clown. 
He's a he's a clown on one side of the ball, maybe. I honestly think he just wanted Aaron Rodgers to come in and be the quarterback and the OC. And yeah. then he just had to worry about the defense like he did with the 49ers. It's true. I mean, you go into the season thinking you have Rodgers and you probably kind of put the the offense in the backseat a little bit. Um, and yeah, the defense he's a defensive great guy. This year. Their defense has to be pissed, though, because they're playing so well and they're just getting nothing to show for it. That's why I feel like he's definitely going to come back next year, no matter how, unless things yeah. get really bad. Like, he's a defensive coach. Their defense is awesome. It's not his fault Rodgers got hurt. So, I don't know. That would be kind of dumb. I mean, they're still four and four. Yeah, they're so winning. They I would say, I would say they're winning more than they probably should. Yeah. Yeah. They could easily be two and seven like the Patriots, but. Um, I mean, they beat the Bills, so yeah, and then they have and to they be lost, awesome. They lost to the Patriots, which is a bad loss now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, Monday nights Broncos seven point dogs at the Bills. Uh, Bills have a lot of injuries. Josh Allen's shoulders probably jacked up still. Um, it's another teaser leg opportunity, I guess. I just hope the Bills win. So I don't look like a fool. Is this the worst slate of games on primetime that we've ever had? Yes. Panthers, Bears, Jets, Raiders, Broncos, Bills. One good team that's underperforming. All other teams not even sniffing the playoffs. I'll be spending that night on the toilet anyway. So I guess I guess it's fitting. This is this is a good This is week. literally a toilet bowl. This is a good week to do that or just get caught up on sleep. Maybe journal, you know, go to the gym, call your call your grandparents. You don't need to watch football in primetime this week. No. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it with the NFL. Um, the uh, college football games, though, are more exciting. Um, we have the Michigan-Penn State game. Um, we also have... Uh, a few other big ones here. Let me pull up kind of yeah. what we got on this weekend. Uh, Georgia yeah. Ole Miss. That's yep. a big game if you're a Bama, Bama guy. Um, mm-hmm. The more I've thought about it, I'm leaning towards Georgia to cover. Uh, it's at around 10, 10 and a half. Yeah, it's around 10. Um, I think I think that another – I don't know if I'm going to play that or if I'm going to play Georgia over their points. I can't remember what it is but I think I might have already played it. I just think that Ole Miss's defense is really, really bad. I think it's like LSU caliber. Um, So I think maybe you get Georgia to kind of run it up offensively. They're not not as good as Missouri on the defensive side of the ball. Um, And I think Brock Bowers has a chance to come back. Oh, I didn't see that. That'd be huge. So don't quote me on that, but I think there's a chance. So that would be really nice too. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah, the I other. Don't, like, I don't think they'll. I don't game. think they'll need him, but they no. will need Brock Bowers if they want to make a if they want to make a playoff run. Yeah, there's also Tennessee at Missouri. That's number thirteen versus number fourteen, and then there's Utah at Washington. That is number eighteen at number five. There's and also then, USC Oregon game. Yeah. Um, USC is like 14, 15 point underdogs. You think that's too much or is that legit? I that's a good question. I think I mean if if Wash they played Washington closer than people realize. Obviously, I think Oregon's better and this game's on the road. 
I'd probably lean Oregon, but I don't like 15. That's what I see the number as right now, 15. I don't like that. No. Um, if, yeah. If it, if you told me like last Saturday the line for this game was like nine and a half, I would probably agree with that. 14 seems like a lot. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot of plays that I'm going to tweet out this week. I, I like the board quite a bit. Um, let me see if there's a few here. I like Nebraska over Maryland. They're a two-point dog. Um, I have a teaser that has mm. Clemson or Georgia Tech plus 21 and a half against Clemson. It's at 14 and a half point spread, but I bought it up to seven. Um, I, and I did the same thing with Florida State LSU. That's at 14 and a half. I got that up to 21 and a half. So I think, I think your boy Graham Mertz is going to keep that one at least competitive. Yeah, um, I already got bought down or knocked down a little bit. I got it at a higher number a few days ago, so I, I have a little more cushion than the public. Um, Alabama, Kentucky. I have under 47 in this one. A couple of reasons. One, Kentucky's defense is a lot better than LSU's. Two, I think Bama might be looking ahead. I think is next weekend uh, versus Auburn. Uh, I can look. I can't no, imagine. They have, they have Chattanooga next week at home. Um, and then they have I, I can't imagine that they're going to run Jalen Milrow 20 plus times again. That would be kind of stupid. Like at this point, Saban is trying to get stay healthy and just worry about the big the SEC title game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I like I like Bam. Or I like the under in this one. Um, two good defense. Kentucky is not a good offensive team, and I think Bama will be able to keep them in, at bay. Maybe only, I, I don't know, I think they keep them under 20 for sure. Um, and then there was one other one. I'm trying to think. I like uh, Oklahoma what? State to cover too. Against who are they playing? Um, God, who was it? They're playing Central, South, Central Florida. Central Florida's defense mm-hmm. is terrible so um yeah, yeah that seems that seems like a weird line only two and a half i know they're on the road i think a lot of that has to do with because they just lost to oklahoma it's a little deflating no they beat oklahoma oh no oklahoma state beat oklahoma remember i lost my bet last week oh they did who am i who am i thinking of then i don't know I don't know why I thought Texas that. lost to Oklahoma. Okay. Well, speaking of the uh, Oklahoma State team, the have you seen their running back, Ollie Gordon? He's, He's up good. to forty to one to win the Heisman. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen unless they win out. But he's yeah, good. He kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, he's he's legit. So, yeah, yeah, I thought they lost. I thought they lost to Oklahoma, so I wasn't going to bring that up, but I was wrong. Yeah, it's I, I I'm gonna tweet out a bunch of stuff off the account beforehand, like usual. Um, I do like the board this week, so I, I've I'm I'm pretty heavy on college football this week. I think the NFL is a lot tougher than college yeah. football this week. So, yeah, I'd say that's the case the majority of yeah. the time. Some like that week, like three weeks ago when. The Chiefs lost to the Broncos. Other than that game, there were like so many great teaser legs and stuff that week. It was very chalky. Um, so you kind of just have to. <laughs> there's always that one game that'll screw you. So don't 
don't bet too many things, but there there definitely are some good NFL weeks. Yeah, Arizona is a 10-point favorite against Colorado. So that's yes. for, for your future. I just wanted to reference that. I think Arizona wins. I don't know if I'd play a minus 10. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. So we have under five and a half wins for Colorado. Uh, they're at four right now with three games left. So a Arizona win this week will go a long way. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I we already we have a lot of plays in the six pack. So I think a lot of the plays I was thinking of, like I think one of the plays I really liked was the year under in the Michigan Penn State. Obviously, you already got that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think most of our plays this week are college football. Yeah, which makes sense. I kind of like Auburn over Arkansas at money line, but they're a two point, two and a half point dog. Um, I wouldn't go crazy there, though. Um, I think Washington will beat Utah. So, uh, yeah, so I guess kind of to end, I don't know if you want to get into other sports here, but to end the college football talk and maybe even the show, um, just what are you thinking on the Iowa game? Give me like a minute, a minute long summary of kind of what you're thinking. Uh, I think for Iowa to win, I do think they're going to need a, a defensive or special teams touchdown. I, I think Rutgers defense is significantly better than Northwestern's and I don't, we didn't score against Northwestern. Hopefully that last play, last drive to Caleb Brown was maybe something to build off of for the offense. Um, Caleb Johnson is like not even a factor on the team anymore who came in with all this hype this year. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But uh, do we see Marco Lanais? Do we see Joey Labis? I doubt it. Do we see? Here's Here's what I'll leave it with. Are you? I'm going to set the Cooper to Gene offensive plays at two and a half. Are you going over or under? Under. I I think it's going to be one or two. I think that line of two and a half is good. Um, I think he's going to play offense. I just can't tell how many plays it's going to be. He had an interview really? this week where he was seemed like he was smiling and happy. I don't know if that's like what to make of that, but I I. For snaps, I'll take over two and a half because I think if they were smart, they use him as a decoy. I don't necessarily think yeah, he's going to touch. I'm talking about just total plays. He played yeah, two yeah, total yeah. plays. I would say I, I'm leaning towards over because, like you said, if he's in for one, he's almost gonna, guaranteed to be in for two because of the decoy. Yeah, I can't imagine that they saw what they saw on film and thought that didn't work. It clearly worked. So. Iowa has had so many screenplays that have been sniffed out from the beginning and they haven't had a lot of success. If they just line like Cooper out to the left side and then maybe like fake threw it out there and then dumped it off to the right on a screen, like even just something a little bit more intricate than what they're doing um, should help. But yeah, I just want to see a wildcat direct snap. I think, I think that's how I do it is just direct snap to Cooper. Um, I think yeah. you sent me something. He got a, a like a poll Heisman vote or something like that. Like it was like yeah, one the, third place vote, but still the, the athletic straw poll gave him one third place vote. He's tenth overall. So when's the last time an Iowa guy was in the top ten of the Heisman? CJB. He's probably not as long ago as we think it is. I mean, we had a guy get second by like the smallest margin ever, and Brad Banks. Sean Green won the Doke, so he was definitely in the top five six. Um, yeah. So, I mean, only one I know for sure would probably be Sean Green. I know he got probably some love, but um, forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, your boy Jay Higgins is le- like leading the country in tackles. 
He's on the shout out his dad. He's on like the butt kiss award winner shortlist. So semi. A lot of that probably has to do with Iowa's defenses on the field all game. But yeah, I do think he's good. But <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not wrong. He's yeah. got a, like 113 tackles. Like I think he's like on pace to break some records. So hey, that's great. I hope he goes to the NFL. You got someone. Someone needs to benefit from this Hawkeye team. Let the defense the defense do that. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna uh, say Cooper. If that punt return stands versus Minnesota and Iowa's at like eight and one right now, I honestly think he would be getting a little bit of Heisman love on like the peripheral peripherals. I don't think he'd be a favorite or anything, but like no, but he'd be getting a little more love because if he got one vote and that's without his touchdown counting and his big punt return last week that didn't count and Iowa would have had one more win, they'd be at eight and one. They, they're twenty second in the CFP somehow. They probably if they win that Minnesota game, what are they sitting at? Like ten to fourteen range, probably. Yeah. So and then that would look good if they're in the Big Ten title game, because then it'd be like, oh, the twelfth ranked Hawkeyes against the number <laughs> one Michigan. Great battle here. Uh, is is yeah. Iowa in the AP poll? No, no. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I want to look at the college football playoff rankings real quick before we close this out. I want you to tell me if you think Iowa can beat any of these teams. Okay, behind them is Tulane, North Carolina, and Kansas State. Out of those no, three teams. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Kansas, right above them. Kansas State, Arizona, hell no. Yeah, right above them, Arizona, Notre Dame, LSU also. No, knows. I don't care how bad LSU's defense is. We're not scoring. <laughs> no. There's also a, a couple teams, if you look at the AP poll, who are kind of first ones out. Liberty, um, they're 9-0. UNC, uh, James Madison. I would love for Iowa to play James Madison or Liberty in a bowl game. I just think that'd be hilarious. They'd probably be us, too. I, honestly, I think there's like 40 teams that are better. Have you um, have you looked at all about the at the bowl projections for Iowa? Yeah, I saw the one that had them projected to play someone, and I was like, that team would murder us. Cannot remember. uh, A lot of people are saying they're going to go to the Citrus Bowl. Um, And uh, they have them. That's again, that's Big Ten SEC. Uh, So they've they've been matched up with Missouri or Tennessee. So that could be a likely outcome. That's not as, I mean, we'd still lose, but those wouldn't embarrass us as bad. I think I saw one that was a lot worse. And I was like, oh, God. I want to play yeah. USC. I just want to see worst offense versus worst defense, two immovable objects. Something's yeah, got to give. You, would you look to bet the over or under in that sort of a game? I would take I'd the under. Say, I would say the under, too. Because I think Iowa's defense would keep USC to something similar to Notre Dame that game. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to look at would be um, the college football landscape is changing next year to a 12-team playoff. Is that right? Or is it two years? It's next year, yeah. It's next year, yeah. So if, if um, that were the case this year, uh, Ole Miss would play at Bama in the 9-8 matchup. Tulane would play at Michigan. Um, Louisville would play at Oregon. And Penn State would play at Texas. 
So definitely some good matchups. I don't, they're not, I don't think they're including these 12 teams because they think like eight through 12 necessarily have a chance to win. I think it's more just to get like the five and six mm-hmm. um, ranked teams in and then get some TV money out of it too. Yeah. I think um, this year I'm would really, be, this year has like eight teams that I think you can say have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if Bama, Bama, Texas, right around that eight line. Yeah, you have Bama, Oregon, Washington, Florida State. All those teams that are kind of like in the same ballpark. And then you obviously have the Georgias, Michigans, Ohio States. So yeah. I think you can I think you could get to eight without feeling like you're you're reaching. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh anything else you want to touch on today? Um Otani is gonna be a cub. Soto is gonna be a cub. Um, Yamamoto is going to be a cub. Um, am I forgetting anyone? Oh, uh, Reese Hoskins, maybe. Nola. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Everybody but uh, but David Ross. He let everybody, us today. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, he he was he's being a good sport about it. He he did have one line. He said he said. I have some things I'll keep to myself or something like that. But like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has the right to be upset. It's the business though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, but Wilson Contreras. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, thanks. Now I have to make this episode explicit. We, we <laughs> almost made it. We no, I said dog it. shit earlier. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we're right here at... Wait, Red one last thing. Iowa yeah, yeah. women tonight in Charlotte against Virginia Tech. I think Iowa's uh, underdog, or uh, our favorite by like four or five points. I, I have to look. Um, I was thinking about attending. I, I was in a text thread about it. It's not going to work out. But um, go Hawks. I think I think Caitlin Clark balls out. Um, I'm glad that some some athletic program at our school, our alma mater, is making us proud. So shout yep. out to them and usually the wrestling team. Yep, which is not the case because they have a bunch of guys who are going to be out this year for, for gambling, gambling yeah. purposes. Which we do not. We are we are anti-gambling. This is an anti-gambling podcast. Yeah, and Noah Shannon, if you're listening to this right now, shut it off. We do not want you to listen to this. <laughs> 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 all right but for everybody else we appreciate you listening um like subscribe check out the youtube all that good stuff uh we appreciate it and uh we'll catch you guys next time thanks